welcome to another episode of So-Called Oreos Podcasts. I'm one of your co-hosts, Rachel Fowler. And I'm Janae Price. I'm Kia Swin. I'm Amari Pollard. Yeah. Welcome, guys. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> That's us. Episode... Six? six? So this is five. 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 Oh, yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. 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 Media. I've been getting into some like good meaty conversation yeah. about mm-hmm. all of the episodes. I've been getting some good positive uh, feedback. Sorry, some good feedback. Some you know constructive criticism. We accept that's all. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. If you guys want to know more, or you guys have feedback, or you feel like in some episodes we didn't touch on certain things, hit us up at so called Oreos at gmail.com like DM us tweet us yeah we're on all the socials so yeah because just... if you tell us something like personally like that's cool too but like if you want to tell the group exactly us, you know tell the group we don't don't text us. Email. Yes. yeah like if you tell the group you'll be like sitting us down and being like look do this yeah. <laughs> you know so and we may or may not listen to you yes it depends. very true but we'll take it because we'll we don't it. have to listen to you we but, we'll read but it. we appreciate it yeah like we got a dm that we'll discuss later on in the conversation but i mean it was really nice to see that because based off of her answer you could tell that she was actually really listening to the mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and like was taking that in and that was just kind of yeah that was just cool i yeah. think this is like her second dm Right, yeah. so we know so we have she, a we have a fan. We have a true fan. Thank you. Fan. That's all you need. <laughs> Other than our parents, of course, and like yeah. no, we friends. Have, we have when I saw those SoundCloud numbers, I was like, that's more people than I really know. Okay, um, okay. I'm not gonna tell y'all the numbers because y'all need to know. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. It's not like Chewbacca. I can't do it, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> okay, let's get into it this week in Black History. Okay, yes, July fourth, eighteen eighty one. Uh, Booker T. Washington founded the Tuskegee. Am I saying that right? Tuskegee. Yes, you're saying okay. it right. Okay, Institute to train African Americans in agriculture and industry to promote the economic progress of his race so they could prove their worth in society. So okay. I did a little um, background check on this when I was writing this down, and I saw a cute little um, one minute video about this about how the Institute, it was like he wanted to show how black people are can contribute to the society as well. So he taught them a lot of skills and stuff they could bring to, like, the workforce and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, also, the second fact, July 6th, 1853, William Wells Brown published Clotel. I hope I'm saying that right. The first novel by a black American. And he wrote the novel in 1852 while living in London as a fugitive slave. Wow. wow. I know. Clap, when, clap. When I think about, like, all of the things that our, I, I guess you could say our ancestors did, it's its amazing. It is. It's like I'm complaining about having to take a pack train and being sweaty on my commute. Meanwhile, this guy was an entire fugitive slave. Writing books. Writing books. I'm like, like he write a book. I know. <laughs> I know I was brought into this time for a reason because my ass is weak. And if I was a slave during slave times, I'd honestly be like, you know what, just take me now. I would right. be like, just, yeah. just take me. Yeah. They, they had very limited resources and they still survived. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, I know. Sometimes I look at movies and stuff and I'm like, there's no way. I think I would either commit suicide, have mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. kill me, or I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or kill someone. Where my ancestors were, whatever. Like, Michael B. Be Jordan like, kill monger. <laughs> yeah, I would kill be like, monger. that's me. Every time I see like scary movies too, I'm like, nope. Just kill me. That if that was happening right now, I would just be dead. So 
I want to go back to this. Amari just made a weird face about Killmonger, and I'm confused as to why you don't like him. I, okay, don't crucify me, people, mm-hmm. but I was not impressed by Michael B. Jordan's performance in Black Panther. What? Me and, you know, no. we've had this conversation. We've had this conversation. And people have tried just... to come at me, but I'm saying watch it again, and you'll see, like, that part where he's like, just what he's bury me in the, just bury me in the ocean where my where it's supposed were. to be something like that's heavy and like sticks with you. It, it was. was. I really fucking laughed. They, they knew that in the theater because what? it just seemed so over dramatized the way he said it, and it was like that. The way it was he suppo- just got stabbed. The way it was supposed to land <laughs> did not land. He was dying. He. I'm sorry. He should not. What I think I don't know who he should have played, but I think they should have had the guy from Get Out be Killamonger. What? No, he nah, did such a good fam. job. He did. He was so intense and he was so angry. This is your king. The only Sorry. thing. Okay, I had to. But notice no, how I everyone did. was. No one ever said anything about his performance. Everyone literally just talked about the fact that he had his shirt off for most of the time. No, okay. I thought the performance was good. From each other, he blessed us with the abs. And did not give us a good enough performance. I, so I, I disagree. I yeah. really resonated with the character because I was I had a feeling of like this is a good villain because I understand where he's coming from as a black. No, person. I understood mm-hmm. where he was coming from. She I just did like the, the vessel, the delivery that it was. Yeah, I mean, I love the vessel. Never mind, I take back. I love the vessel. Um, I didn't like the vessel's performance. I have to go back and watch it. Like you've given me. Some it's on Netflix. It I've watched Netflix. it like six times, three times in theater. So I've watched it about. Honestly, yeah, no. the only the only thing I was great. I mean, like the best thing that I think Black Panther gave us, besides like Black Panther itself, was Letitia Wright because she was the true star of that movie. In my a humble opinion, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got this. She's basically the whole operation. Like Black Panther cannot function without her brains and her labor over those that's true, over true. his costume and all that shit a strong if you want to get into it black panther's not really like a to me a good like hero because he, he be getting his ass beat every second <laughs> like when i was watching him, i was oh. like yo he's always like on the ground like the dog so is batman I, I think he was so a was batman. good nah come hero. on he, he was always losing but no. i think that he was he was <laughs> no, more he was he was more of a, a badass in um what what was he in winter soldier was that he was the first in, one he was, he was in, in winter soldier he was a badass in winter soldier and then he also repped it hard body in um end game and um, well yeah end game until the fucking end yeah, well, but I just think guys. I just think every time I saw it, it was like okay the first time in the ceremony he's he's almost falling off but then magically <laughs> big macho guy or whatever that has been a complaint whatever. from other people I've heard and then yeah. at the end he Killmonger does defeat him and then I'm just like and then he lets clog it away and I'm like bro what are you really doing that's just my opinion but not to get off topic yeah you need to go Amari your segment. <laughs> I got rid of pop culture corner and it's funny we still kind of got into yeah. pop culture corner it didn't work um so this episode instead of talking about things that I'm paying attention to in pop culture I decided to pay attention to black professionals in the field that I think are doing great things so this week I wanted to focus on Elaine Walter Roth because she is an idol to me. Um, she, I've been obsessing with her since I was the a former ju- editor in chief of Team Vogue. Former editor in chief okay. of Team Vogue, current 
author of her first book called More Than Enough, Claiming Space for Who You Are, parentheses, no matter what they say. Yes. Yes. And I think she's currently on the New York Times bestseller list. Yes. So bravo to you, Elaine. She's number 11. Yeah. And she's still on her book tour. Her last date is July 11th in Dallas, Texas. So if you have the chance, if any listeners are in Texas, Dallas, if you're not and you want to fly out to see her, that's totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just amazing. She was like the first black, um, I think the first, the second black African-American to head a magazine at Condé Nast and was the youngest person to ever head a magazine at Condé Nast. So she's just breaking barriers. And she's also on Bravo for, um, what's that? She's Project Runway or something. Project Project Runway. So just keep, Elaine, if you're listening, you're probably not, but if you ever do. Y'all have like similar hair now that I think about it. There's literally a picture (laughs) of me that I I had one time when I was working and I was like, I'm really giving off Elaine Walter on vibes. Yeah. I just looked at your hair and I was like, like, okay. Wait, is that our segue or is it more? Oh my god, it just worked. <laughs> did you okay. kind of. But no, her hair really did remind me of her. I did not even I totally forgot that. But was I was like, this would be a about. good segue, but I didn't know if she was done or not. No, but like that's um I have gotten comments that like I like my hair sometimes give, like, gives off Elaine Walter. Except I think her hair is much more longer, bald, yeah. longer yeah. voluminous. Yeah. Voluptuous? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all, that's it's, a it's, it's just beautiful. Well, guys, this episode's not hair. Hair. Well, guys. Yes, moving on. It's about hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just wanted to talk to you guys today. Maybe kick it off by sharing, like, our own hair journey stories yes. and stuff. Rachel's dancing right now because she's amped up. Ooh, Amari, uh, Rachel, wow. Yes, why not? Rachel's <laughs> ready to go. Um, so I started my natural hair journey about, like, th- four years ago. Yeah. Um, it started when I was at college. And I went to predominantly white school. I remember all And I met Janae. I was there for it. It was, to me, it was beautiful to see black women embracing, like, everything. Their hair, the culture, even though being in a predominantly white space. So that, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start transitioning. I'm not going to perm my hair. I was still straightening my hair, getting, like, different cuts. But I didn't go completely natural until about two years ago. I just went to the salon. It was October 13th. It was Friday the 13th. Wow. I don't forget. Why would you go into a hair salon? I was not thinking. I was like, you know, I just need to cut my hair. And it was payday. So, <laughs> so I went in and the stylist, she was very nice. I was like, you know, just cut it all off. You know, I want to see my natural curls. So it's been almost two years. This October will be two years. And I loved every minute of it. Um, do people have hair anniversaries? Uh, yeah, all over Instagram. I do. Okay. I celebrate it. Why not? It should be a celebration. <laughs> then, um, but I, I, I felt more beautiful, like than the day I did when I like first perned my hair and I walked out the salon. Mm-hmm. I felt like you know this is me, and I it shouldn't have taken this long, but it did. Um, and I'm so happy that I did the big chop. Yay. I'm glad you felt more beautiful afterwards. Definitely. Because yeah. I did not. I didn't even. Wait, when you guys went natural? Yeah. I wanted, I felt oh, so really? self-conscious. I felt so mm. ugly. I felt very, and I think. It, don't both, get me wrong. It did take me like a couple of months to, to get used to the cut. Because right. I like cut all my hair. Like I, all my life I had long hair. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted short, a short haircut, you know. So um, yeah, it took a, it took about a month for me to get used to it. and like, That's find, not long. 
A month is a long, yeah. right? Her natural hair journey has been the most graceful thing <laughs> I have ever seen. When we were in college, I always tell her, like, I'm so jealous. Because when we were in college, Rachel was like, you know, thinking about going natural, thinking mm-hmm. about going natural, thinking about going natural. And she was just kind of like, I'm going to cut it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, and your hair has just like grown yeah. so much in two years. And I'm over here like looking at you like your hair is longer than mine. And I've been natural since 2014 is when I started transitioning. Mm-hmm. So it's been like years, <laughs> years in the game. I guess I'll, I'll jump into my story. Um, I remember in... I want to say eighth grade is when I really started pushing my mom to let me get a perm. I was really insecure about my hair because my mom would constantly braid it and corn roll it. And I, I just didn't feel cute as a teenager with braids and corn roll. So I was like begging her to let me chemically straighten it. Um, and then I eventually did. I went to this older woman who I went to church with. Shout out to Mama Rice. Mm-hmm. She's a great woman. Um and once I permed it, my hair was long in the beginning. And then I'm sure like many other girls, it breaks off. Yep, it starts breaking off, and breaking off and breaking off. And then next thing I know, my hair is very wispy and thin. And I'm trying out different hairstyles to cover up bald spots and thin spots. And I was just very, very insecure about it. And then finally, I saw this picture of Rihanna when she had like her short haircut. And it was around. What was it? Rated the- R? I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love yeah. Rihanna. I know uh, every style. You know, everything. <laughs> it was the short haircut with the shaved dark. back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, I saw that picture and I was like, I can do this. I can do this. And then I switched hairstylists, went to her and I was like, cut it off. And I got the short haircut and I was in love with it. It was my favorite thing ever. I had it for about two years and I was still getting my hair relaxed at this point. Um, but it started thinning. Again, like after two years of having the short hair, I was like looking at the front of my hair and I was like, it's thinning again. Oh, my God. Yeah, the length wasn't the problem. It was the product. Um, So then eventually I was like, screw it. I was in community college. My sister had went natural maybe the year prior. And I was just like, "Okay, I can do this. So I just cold turkey, cold turkey, (laughs) cold (laughs) turkey, just stopped getting relaxers and just started putting perm rods in my hair and, you know, just kind of letting her roam free. And I remember when I went natural, like maybe a month or two after, someone walked up to me that I went to community college with and they're like, you're too beautiful to do this. Like, you need to get your hair relaxed. And it was like a- Wait, a, what? Yeah, it was like another black girl that I class with. What? Okay. The things that people say to your face, like, I would never yeah. go up to someone and yeah. just be like- even if I thought that. And she thought she was helping me. She was like, sis, you're too pretty. You need to get your hair done. Oh, no, and I was just kind of like. Mm, yeah, she probably meant it from like. Yeah, she a meant place it from like kindness. A, but that's yeah. still like when you when you think about that comment, it's like I, I again, I can't imagine going up to someone and verbalizing that, especially when mm. I don't know you. Yeah. 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 So from there, I had a kind of long journey of accepting my hair because it was very short. The sh- the back was shaved and the front was like longer, which is how my hair still is basically to this day. <laughs> but I kind of had a long journey of growing to love it and figuring it out and growing out the perm and kind of getting to know myself with natural hair. 
So, yeah, that's me. Um, I think it's interesting because I don't know how about you guys, because like you mentioned, you're like your parents always braiding your hair and like my parents, like my mom and my dad would switch off between braiding my hair. And I used to think it was so cool because like, here's my dad braiding my hair. And we we used to love my dad braiding our hair. Me and my sister because, or my sister and I, because he would just plait that stuff so tightly. And it was just like, we would come home and that was still in there. Um, so I had like a really positive upbringing with my hair. I think it was just like watching other kids. I'm like, why doesn't my hair move the same way? Um, and then when I started, I think I really pushed my mom to let me get a, uh, a relaxer. And I think I was like when I was 12. So it was like when I got contacts mm-hmm. was when I got a perm. You glowed up. I gl- I tried, but yeah. it was still, it was still not looking good. Um, and, and I think it was like, I just really wanted my hair to swing in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. That was like the measurement of, uh, same, same of prettiness too. to me. I'd yeah. like bounce up the stairs. I'm like, it's swinging. And then I'd go to school and someone would be like, Mar, why is your hair so weird? And yeah. I'm like, even with a relaxer, people are still asking me. Like, like, why doesn't your hair move? Yeah. yeah some girl, I get that yeah. comment all the time. Yeah. Some girl um, who I grew up with literally told me that my head looked like the homeless man on the street that <gasps> she'd always pass by going what? to school. A Yo, friend? Get your kids, bro. A friend. But this friend was this friend was trifling. Because she she would say just some messed up shit to me throughout uh elementary school. And mm-hmm. we'll get into that into the next episode because that has to do with body image. We're talking about hair right now. Um <laughs> just to remind you. Just to remind you. Um and I think it was in college, my junior year, I think I was just like very fed up. I think actually being on my lacrosse team and being around uh these white women and just having to deal with like that environment all the time. I just got really tired of it. And I just like, it was just like, whatever, I'm just going to let myself be. Um, so it wasn't like trying to make a statement or I wanted to go natural. Honestly, I kind of got lazy and was like, I don't feel like paying $60 to have someone burn my scalp. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped going and my hair just ended up getting weird wavy and then like getting kinkier and kinkier and kinkier until it is what it is right now. Um, and I don't straighten my hair. Like, I refuse to straighten it. I, it looks fantastic. Thank yeah, you. it looks great. I prefer it. Now when I, like, I think I last time I straightened it was, like, a year. No, it was during Christmas. That's a lie. I straightened it during Christmas, and I hated it because I felt bald. I was like, my face looks really freaking big. My hair is so thin to my face right now. So. You look good with straight hair, though. It looks, it looks I th- good. I think it's, like, I like it, but I just. Don't prefer. I just prefer my yeah. hair. That's Which nice. is like a nice place to be, especially since I was like, it's been a while since I straightened my hair. hair. So I think it like hair has a big part of like the Oreo experience like we were talking about, because I think hair played a major part in like growing up in a predominantly white school. Because I think that's the f- one of the first things you can see besides like skin color. I think it's hair and it's like obviously your hair looks different than everyone. Um, so growing up in like the middle of nowhere, Jersey, it was like. sometimes I like kind of like regret some things but not but like so obviously I didn't want to like stick out like in school or whatever it's the first thing yeah it's like you want to blend in so like you're you grow up like I want my hair to look like their hair and so like actually the first time I got my hair perm I never asked my mom to perm my hair she just did it because she thought it would be easier with two girls um and then she would make us switch off in braids in the summer whatever da 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 and like if we were playing basketball like oh you're gonna get sweaty like you should have your hair in braids but being like you know 14 or whatever like you don't really appreciate all that stuff 
So I was just like, no, I want to perm my hair all the time because that was what looked like the other kids. So I'm like, perm it all the time, whatever, da-da-da-da. And I was like, I want to be in the basketball team with all my other friends and put all the weird stuff in our hair and da-da-da-da. And my mom's like, no, you should braid it because you're sweating. And I was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> and I was just being a brat. And now looking back, I'm like, I should have really listened to my mom. Like, I just, I really just wanted to fit in. And I Number just, one. yeah, and you just always have those experience of like kids coming up to you, like your hair looks different, like always reminding you about your hair, like your hair looks different. Friend. like how did you do that mm-hmm. style your hair doesn't move da, 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 da. and it's like I'm so sick of people talking about my hair I just want to look like everyone else so just permit and then like you don't realize all that stuff until college because like honestly growing up I didn't know anything about my natural hair it was either permed or braids so like going into college there, there was a lot more black people and I started to meet people who did their hair and like they didn't permit and I was I was honestly like my bone. I was like, I didn't know people didn't perm their hair. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what you got like I was just asking so many questions, whatever. And then I was like, okay, like junior year I'm gonna stop perming my hair. So junior year I stopped perming my hair and then like I never did the big chop. I was just like I don't Same. Want, I, I don't want to cut grow. my hair. Like I was really stubborn and I was just like, I'm just gonna not put anything in it and then it got harder and coarser and coarser mm-hmm. and I was like mm-hmm. oh this is why people do the chop but I was like yeah. still determined I was like I'm not going to cut my hair mm-hmm. and then eventually once I graduated I was like I have more time now I have a full-time job I'm gonna really learn to take care of my hair honestly the first year working I'm like I went to work looking crazy I remember you were constantly like did I look crazy no you didn't look crazy <laughs> but you were constantly like I don't know how to do this help me I don't out. know let's go to the hair. bathroom yeah <laughs> because like, I would it was so bad because like none of my um, family members did natural hair, mm-hmm. so it was me learning on you. Literally, YouTube is how I learned how to do my hair. I was too lazy for YouTube. I just put really? that shit in a bun I every day. I literally couldn't do. I couldn't even do that. Like I was just like, I have no idea what to do. I would try to look for YouTubers that had like similar hair as me, and then I would do it. And if it didn't come out right, I would come into work like, Yo, do you have like anything? Cause I don't know what's going on with my hair. Like I had no idea what was going on. Luckily, I think the white people really didn't care or notice. Yeah, but I, I was just like, I. And it wasn't until like maybe like last year I actually got my hair down and I'm just like I can't believe it took this long and I'm like I'll never perm my hair again mm-hmm. I stopped straining it I only strain it if I get it in like braids or something so I limit myself to like four times a year and I'm like no this is I'm not doing it and I feel like now we're like living in a moment where like people are more accepting of natural hair mm-hmm. oh, 100%. yeah because like growing up I definitely never appreciated my hair and I think that's like oh. big with the environment that you're Same. at and you're surrounded by white people and yeah. stuff and then I also think it's really um crucial to how like the texture of your mother's hair so yeah. like my mom's hair is it's wavy but she still straightened it a lot so I saw her hair straight and then I saw the people around me their hair was straight so I just wanted something a little bit Same. Yeah. Just, yeah just a little bit similar with my mom um one I wanted to comment on you saying that your mom told you like not to do it and you didn't listen to your mom I feel like we can all have that moment where we're like, I should have listened to my mom. Yeah, my mom told me no. My mom <laughs> told me no. Fought me. My mom was like, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. All your hair is going to fall out. You ain't going to be happy till you bald headed. And then years later, I'm like, dang, she was right. I'm bald headed. So first thing I wanted to touch on that. And then my mom, she had dreadlocks for most of my... Oh, right. Yeah, she had... I totally forgot your mom had dreads. She had dreads. Yeah. She so, only cut them off recently, right? Like, not too long ago. Not recently. I would say, like, maybe right before I got into college, okay. she cut it off. Okay. But, like, growing up, I knew that we had the nappiest hair in my family. Like, we might be light, but we have 4C 
dry naps. Um, so she had dreads. All of her sisters got dreads eventually. Well, most of her sisters got dreads eventually. And then after that, she cut it off and she just like never wanted to grow it because she's like, it's too much work. I, my sister was really like the guiding light for me. I'd watch YouTube videos and I'd be like, I'm bored. I don't get this. I, I still <laughs> try. Like I, I cannot do flat twists for the life of me. I just can't. That's I don't do it. I can't, can't do it. It's so easy. Twist. Everyone yeah. says, mm, says that, but I'm like, I cannot do it. I just can't. Practice, girl. But my sister was really the one who like helped me mm-hmm. and really, you know, gave me pointers and tips. And it was just crazy because I always looked at my mom like, you know, she she just never really taught us that kind of stuff. And it was just my sister just like, oh, let me help you get your baby hairs. Let me help you slick this up. And I'm just like, OK, like, I don't know. But honestly, I worry. I just feel like I'm going to have girls and I just worry yeah. about their hair because it took me forever to figure out my own head. So trying to figure out a kid's head. But do you think it's because like we all permed our hair when we were younger? Well, I was 12, so I had the opportunity to learn, to learn my hair. Yeah. I just made my mom do it instead. I'm I'm pretty lucky because my mom, she took care of like me and my sister's hair. Like she like taught how to braid and everything. Um, but talking about like the environment where you grew up in, my mom, I've never seen my mom's natural hair. She just prefers straight. Like she always had straight hair. Um, and I also like begged my mom. Like there was a point where I did not comb my hair. I would put my hair in this like nappy ass low bun and like go out with my mom. Because my mom, like whenever we go, we had like, you know, clean hair, our hair had to be done and everything. So I'm like, mom, like, can I get a perm now? Like, can I get a perm now? I'm like, see, I can't, I can't comb my hair. I can't do my <laughs> hair. So it was like, she finally said yes. So it was like seeing my mom with her straight hair and also like my classmates, like everyone had a perm. Like I, I was like the only one with like braids mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, no, I, I want my hair to be straight too. Yeah. Yeah. I never realized like how big of an impact, like the environment you would, are in like you learn about your hair because I feel like if I would have went to a different school or like the people that I went to college with they all knew their hair by the time we yeah. got to college mm-hmm. I definitely was so like you're discovering your hair yeah. Yeah. now I know what my hair looks like and I think if I do have girls which dear lord please let me have girls but I know I want girls <laughs> if I do give me girls, all girls <laughs> I'm, I'm I I will fight them to not put a perm in their hair I will but literally also, fight you but I think also seeing you with natural hair that's gonna be yeah, yeah. it I mean, starts again, with you it, it starts with you and again you can't control the environment they're in but yeah. I feel like it, it does help if you have a parent who has natural hair in yeah. some form whatever form it's in yeah um so that's hopefully. true my mom yeah. doesn't yeah and now I think about it, my mom didn't perm her hair she just had a I don't know if it's like older or whatever and her hair is like thinner now she had like, like a she, wash and set type deal she she usually washes it in like she usually just wash it and straighten it. But it, if I wash and straighten my it's hair, not the same. it's not. Yeah, it's not I the same. I think that's just like years of training because yeah, a lot be, yeah. of the older. It's heat damage. Yeah. 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 A lot of the older black women I know who have had their hair straightened, that's all they need. It's just like a wash and set and they're mm-hmm. good. And I'm like, I, girl, I could never. Yeah, it's I could never. never. But yeah. it's, it's heat damage. It's it's either it's like heat damage. It also depends on your texture. And then also it depends on how good you all are with a flat iron. Because mm, my true. sister even with our natural hair, she can just straighten like the heck out of our hair to a, to the point where it looks like we had like I have a, a perm have a perm. Yeah. And I'm like, had that's how my mom's had we looks. known you had that skill all along, 
I wouldn't have gotten yeah. a relaxer. Now that my hair has been so far removed from a relaxer, it's like if I straighten it, there's just no way it will stay straight. Like mm-hmm. I, so now yeah. it's like, it's like still yeah. poofy. Yeah, yeah, it's partially like okay, it's still poofy. There's no so, point. Yeah, there's no point. So it's like I guess I'll just like never straighten. My I'm, hair. I'm afraid to straighten my hair. Like, yeah. I'm really afraid of losing like micro patterns. And yeah, and then also it's like the freedom you get with being natural. I can go out in the humidity. It's not really doing anything to my yeah. hair. I can swim. And yeah. like not like worry like my texture won't be as like popping but right it's okay it's okay I can it's go in the fine. shower without a shower cap and not freak them. yeah like freak shower, out not have not wearing a shower cap helps in the winter oh, right yes, it does. yeah that's so. true I didn't even think about all that but I have to have my hair in braids in summer because I'm like I will, I will not deal with this now <laughs> yeah I'm yeah gonna I need I need to get braids or like full locks I can't do braids I'm saying why not I don't know. I is just it, can't. Is it the process of it's not, getting I'm, it done? I'm like, my, I was never tenderheaded. I could take braids. That's fine. It's just, I'm not used to having something on my head. And I think that's because when mm-hmm. I was younger, we didn't, we would like do it in plaits. We would only do like cornrows, mm-hmm. like fully, like during the summer, if we went to camp or something. So like when I do box braids, it just feels really weird to have all that hair and like the weight on my head where I feel like a bobblehead. And then I ended up, I ended up taking it out like a week later. Oh mm-hmm. no, girl, that's expensive. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a like some money. Girl. Exactly. It's $200 down the drain. Yeah. So oh. I don't do it anymore. Hey, at least you know. Something interesting that like I wanted to touch on um, was the idea a friend in college brought this up to me. Uh, Brianna, shouts out. Miss you, girl. Hey. Love you. Haven't seen you in forever. Um, but she asked me one time, and this is like always, always, always stuck with me because she um, is mixed race with like several different races and she never really had to get a relaxer, but her hair is still curly naturally, but she'd straighten it. And when we were in college, she asked me one time, she was like, would you consider me deciding not to straighten my hair anymore, my natural hair journey? Like, do you think that that's a natural hair journey? Could I say that I'm wearing my natural hair? You and said her hair is curly? Yeah, naturally her hair is curly. But, but she, she would straighten, straighten it. She yeah. didn't have a, she a relaxer. I, I think mm-hmm. that still definitely counts as a natural and hair journey. At the time. Because a straightened hair is not your natural hair. Yeah. But True. at the time, I didn't consider it to be like a natural hair journey because... I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe that was a, a piece of like immaturity because I was just kind of like, well, you didn't go through what I, all I went through, all the stigma I went through. Mm-hmm. You could just kind of easily put water on your hair and it'll be this beautiful ring like curls mm-hmm. or you can straighten it and it won't poof back up and you'll yeah. be good to go. So I guess that was immaturity. But now thinking back, I'm like, that's definitely a, a journey. It is. That's definitely like you still went through some type of social stigma, I'm sure, when you wore it curly and then decided to wear it straight the next day. And that was just something like I always thought about that. Yeah. I was just kind of like, that's interesting. Just because you didn't have to get a relaxer doesn't mean this isn't your natural. I guess hair it's journey. different for like different curl patterns. And stuff. Yeah, because like it definitely is. Yeah. If you have like a three seat curl pattern, I don't know what a perm does to that, depending on what it is. But What's like, your curl pattern, Rachel? I'm like between uh, three A or three B. Then you got a relaxer. I did. I got a relaxer of thirteen. Oh, and it was straight. Yeah, okay, I so only relax my hair like four times a year. Okay. See, I'd yeah, have to relax my hair every, every two weeks. Or every two weeks. That's a lot. I see. thought six weeks was Wait, a lot. Wait, hold on. It might be six weeks. I've been it's so it far. It can be two weeks. Girl, she's she's bald. not bald. Wait, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. It's it probably is six it's weeks. Six to eight. I've just been so far removed that I 
literally don't remember. I thought it was two weeks. That was stupid. It's I'm sorry. honestly like, when I think about it, it's messed up because I used to say, "Oh, it's not done until my head starts to burn." Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, what kind of mm-hmm. messed up? And let's just talk about what relaxer is because if y'all seen Good Hair with Chris Rock, it just tells you like. That was all, a good documentary. All the stuff about, like, and stuff. Everything. And like, your nutrients. Like, like, and it's just, like, who came up with this? Who came up with this form? It's like, put it on your head, burn it off, mm-hmm. and, like, wash it off. And it'd be, like, you have, like, scabs. Scabs. And, like, the scabs. And other stuff. And it's just, like. It, it wasn't Marie Curie, was it? It was who? I'm, that's what I'm, trying I'm to like. Because we celebrate. <laughs> yeah, do. that's. I honestly think the person who created relaxer was a black woman to oh be really real with you how did she think of that i just um, i can't imagine i think it's crazy like all the chemicals and stuff but, but like back th- then we're like thank exactly. you exactly you know what i mean because no, sure, it was really were, hard yeah. to straighten out here but, but, on, but like how do, but imagine trying to but like testing that that's what i'm saying how do you mm. test how do you like test burning that? or do you test it on your skin like what do you do what do you do the box does say doesn't it say like to test like one strand or like test it on your skin i don't know i don't like that touching me yeah, that's, that, that's crazy. Yeah. You're like the stuff we go through for our hair, and I want to say like um, it was um, Garrett. It was, it was a man. It was a man. Of course, it was a man. Oh, yeah. it was a man. It was a black man. But you know, I do, I do understand why this was something that was created because blackness in every form was not something that was acceptable, and mm-hmm. and he created it in 1877. So I get going to okay, extreme wow. me- measures in 1877 so black people can blend into society as much as possible. Yeah. But it's just now funny. that we know, it's, it's like that's not... Um, and, you know, not dissing anyone who no. has a relaxer. Like, no. I'm not coming for you. No, my thing is, like, it's... like. With everything, it's like it's your head. It's your. It's like your life. Your choice. Yeah. I really, honestly, do not care what you care. choose yeah. to do yeah. with your body. It's yeah. your preference. It's your preference. It has nothing to do. I think with it's me. more so like what I also want to touch on is like the way people comment on your hair and say stuff. Like I was watch. I was doing research for this episode, and I was um, looking at a video about reti- like from Refinery Twenty Nine about mm. black women hair. Is this the one I sent you? No, you sent okay. me the. Refinery Twenty One has a good. Um, list about like all the stuff um but yeah it was one episode about black women it was like their first time at their salon like their first experience at a salon or whatever i'm like i literally can't remember that far back but they all said their experience and one girl said like she went to the salon and the stylist was like kind of like talking bad about her hair being like oh you have to relax this and stuff and i feel like that happens a lot where stylists will be like oh like you should definitely relax your hair you should definitely like straighten your hair because it's x y and z and it's mostly like kind of not embracing the natural hair and i feel like my like like i feel like stylists have said that to my sister too because she's like more coarse hair than i have and people are always like oh you should straighten it you should permit i'm always telling her no you should wear it natural and I read something, it was like, it's crazy to me how we will tell people they can't wear their natural hair. And if you just think about that sentence, you can't wear your natural hair. Yeah. It's like, it's your hair. Yeah, That's it's what how you sprouts were born. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. That's just something I want to touch on because I think it's just very frustrating how even the people doing your hair will like talk bad about your hair. I, I had a similar experience where it was like when I first got my hair done, I... So my hairdresser, she was an older woman. And, you know, when older black women uh, relax their hair, they used to put it in like curls, too. 
And it was just like a very old, outdated hairstyle I for me. To, I used to love. I hated it. I used to go in there and said, make me look like Shirley Temple. I, that was what I wanted. <laughs> You're the only one, Absolutely Amari. Absolutely hated it. I, I need to show my sister. Animal crackers in my suit. No, I thought it was the ugliest thing. And my hairdresser me was too. like, the curls, the curls, the curls. And I told her, like, can you just leave it straight? And she was like, you want that white girl hairstyle? And I was like, well, kind of. Baby, I'm <laughs> paying you. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to look like all of my peers. But I did. It, it really made me feel bad about wanting it. Yeah, it made me feel really, really mm-hmm. bad about wanting it. And I never said it. I just after that, I just kind of let her do what she wanted to do. Which is rude because you're paying her. Or your mom is you'll also you My also, mom was. Yeah, like you'll you'll have hairdressers that you'll tell them what you want and, and they will do what else. they want on your head. And yeah. it's like, no, that's not what I asked you. I've never had that experience. I've heard about people's experiences. I've always had very positive from a young age. Like all my hairdressers are really, really great about it. I never had any bad experiences. I feel like it's pretty like that's great. But I feel like it's pretty like <laughs> no, I just hear I know people. the way you She's like, that's great. No, no, but I didn't, I, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to say it like that, but I, I was really saying that's actually a beautiful experience because yeah. I know so many people that, have that don't nothing. have that experience. Right. And, and you're just like, what would make you say that to someone, especially when I'm paying you? Right. I, I just think that's crazy. I don't know. I it's just like think that's wild. They feel like they know what's best for your, for your hair. hair. Yeah. And it's then like, tell here's you, here's my like, money, and do what I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think that's wild. I think, but also not just stylists, but like as a society, we need to be a little more positive about like black people's hair. Oh, and not, 100%. Like make fun of your hair and stuff like that. I still get really, really insecure about my hair length because I know growing up, I had long hair. I had very long, like sandy brown hair. And now my hair is short. It's been short for years. It's just the way she gonna be, most likely. Um, and I know when I first got my hair relaxed, my hairdresser was just like, oh my God, your hair's so long. It hurts my back to brush it. Mm-hmm. And then like just years later, it's like, and and sometimes if I do like a twist out or braid out, like a fresh twist out or braid out, you know how your hair's like shorter because it's curlier. Oh, I'll be like, my shrinkage. face looks so round. There's so much shrinkage. I look like a fat woman right now. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I still definitely, and I, I look at people's hair, like all of y'all's hair and I get like a little bit of hair envy. So I'm still growing in my journey. I love okay. my hair. Don't get me wrong. Like right. my hair, that's my girl. Self-care is doing my hair. But- <laughs> I'm still growing into loving my hair. I definitely can't think about what length my hair would be had I not um, relaxed it. I think about that all the time. My hair was beautiful. It was beautiful and long. And like, even when it wasn't perfectly straight and just like my mom just blow dried it. It was just like... I think about that too. Do you ever think like, I wonder how long my hair would be if it was straight? It'd be, it'd and be like, long. Yeah, don't think about it because right. it's not going to happen. <laughs> think about it. It's like, one, your hair... It's just not, it, the texture you have now may not even necessarily be the texture you had when you were little. Like Very mine, true. Like, yeah, I don't true. think mine's the same texture. Me neither. Uh, so, like, mine's and the length not, is not yeah. going to come back. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, things that you, unfortunately, I think your hair is just one of those things where it's, like, doesn't matter what your mama said. You need to learn that. You need to go bald. Yeah, you need sure. to see that hair come off mm-hmm. before you realize. Yeah. Like, it your natural pattern. And I think it's, it. like, growing up, you always, like. I don't know. We always think of like beauty being contributed to like long hair or whatever. Right. And now men don't help. Men don't. don't And I was, that's what was my next point that men don't help because I feel like growing up, it's like guys always want like nice hair or whatever. And I don't know. I just never heard or saw anyone who liked 
a black woman with natural hair. When I told so, y'all yeah. about um, my little hair journey and I got that Rihanna haircut, um, my dad, my best friend, like a boy. they were like, do not cut your hair. Do not. They were both like, I'm not sure about that. Like, I'm not, I don't know. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And they were both like, oh my God, it looks great. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know. Guys have it so easy because, I mean, I don't know how many of our male listeners can relate to this episode, but I feel like they don't, do they have, I mean, I would love to know, but do they have any like experience of like growing up, even in a white school, like being made fun of for their hair or something like that? Like, I don't know. I would, I I mean, Uh, I I don't don't think it can be the same. I, I don't know. All the guys question. that I know, like, okay, my brother, my male best friend, the, and, and my dad, actually, have all had this, my hair short, then I tried to grow it out because, like, I wanted braids or something like that. My dad had an afro back in the day. Right. And they're like, I want to try flat, growing it out. Flat top. Yeah, but then they realize growing it out is way too much work, mm-hmm. and then they go back to cutting it. But then later in life, they'll get a beard. And they're like, this, this is the hair can't, that they, I want. Because they can't grow out their head because they're bald. No, no. Gerald <laughs> well, and... he's not bald. No, no. Gerald and, and yeah. Jelani, that would never be an issue. But my dad, he is. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> Yo. It's cool. You hey, still cute. Still I can't remember what my dad looked like with hair. I see pictures. You're, oh, my God. I could yeah, not my dad had a big fro. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. My dad had a fro on yeah. his wedding night. Like, like, yeah. do, do black boys ever get, like, I, I would love to know, like, would they get, like, teased or something for well, their hair? I mean, I don't know what the ratio of black boys to black girls in your schools were, yeah. but there were a lot more black boys where I went to school, I think, than black girls. And they all, like, kind of hung out together. So yeah. I feel like for them, it was just talking about their waves. It wasn't, they weren't really concerned. Yeah. 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 It they were, that's true. They were concerned. Waves are they were just and talking their, with and each And their hairline. If you did not have like a, oh, they bring their brush back with them everywhere. Yeah. I was like, I went to, but white girls don't, don't, Care about actually, that stuff and they love actually that. guys, I do have a thing. My male best friend, he always, always talks. Hey Jelani, hey. <laughs> he always talks about how when he does not have a fresh haircut, he does not feel attractive. He doesn't have a fresh haircut, he's wearing a hat. But if it's a fresh haircut, he'll be like, mm, look at me. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. he needs and, and I get that because I'm like when I day four or five without twist out without hair wash you I'm feel like, ugly i feel ugly yeah yeah i feel ugly so i get it i get it like hair the significance of hair is huge for especially men in our culture yeah. yeah yeah i'm curious for you guys if this has happened to any of you two things one i don't like is that people say if you cut your hair you need to up your femininity so you can't have short hair and not wear makeup and you can't Who have short that? hair and not wear you earrings. wear big earrings too, you need to yeah. wear big earrings oh wait i've never heard anyone tell me that Really? Really? No. That's like, like that, like maybe because I never even my about that. my younger sister she shaved all her hair off, mm-hmm. and she felt like that. Right. She looked like beautiful. She had to. She felt like she had to wear makeup. She had to wear earrings, or she didn't feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a thing. Yeah, because I think it's definitely like a long hair is associated with like the female mm-hmm. it's like feminine right, yeah. if you have short hair you're like trying to be a boy it's like no that's that's not what we're trying to do there, Actually, either you could work like pull off short hair you can't in my opinion regardless of like, i think i think it depends on your whatever fa- but i think it depends more so on the the shape of your face that's what i'm saying you can i think anyone can, can do it i've Some never i've never seen bad, i've okay. never seen someone with like shaved head a woman with shaved hair and they look ugly i've never you, seen I feel it like usually they know they can pull it off or not because that's a big i think it takes i think you have to 
you have to like know your shape, like the shape of your face, but you also have to know your comfort comfortability. Yeah, level. you have to be like, comfortable. Unless you're fully comfortable with your face, which I am not. I love my fa- my hair because I feel like I can hide behind half of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're comfortable. I feel like once I become more comfortable with my face, I would more so consider chopping it all off. Yeah, and now like looking back, like I was... I always wanted to look like the white girls, like with those straight hair. And now going forward, it's always like, wow, I really love my hair because I don't look like every other white girl. Mm-hmm. And I have this, I could change my hair like every three months, like I usually do. Right. And I'm like, I'm not basic. Mm-hmm. Look better than the white girls. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I just think it's funny. It's a 180. You know? I think that goes hand in hand with the rise of the natural hair movement, though. Oh, yeah, because now were, it's a fad. If, it, if there was not a natural hair, if we did not go through that process and like, was it like, Mid, not even mid 2000 like 2009 like 2010 like, yeah yeah where like everyone started slowly getting into it mm-hmm. like i would probably still be natural to be honest not natural i would probably still have a perm to be same, honest same. because mm-hmm. now it's having, acceptable yeah having kinky hair is like a good thing for yeah. black women it's like i i feel like women that have relaxers now are kind of shamed or they like are. that is being oh, old-fashioned for sure so definitely like i walk down the street with my afro now and i'm like, like i love your exactly literally like the first thing people always compliment me on is like my hair that's yes. the first thing i always get all the time me too always get how you. big your hair is and i'm just like yo i'm trying to Trying to walk here. Right <laughs> you know what Thank I love? It. I love when the random middle-aged white woman comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, your hair. I get that so much. And I don't know why, but I love it every time. Just no. a random middle-aged white woman was like, oh my God, your hair is that so beautiful. I do not I like when any time. white woman comments yeah, on my don't head. Comment on my hair you know, I've right. never don't gotten comment. a compliment I, I think from it's a white also woman. Just because growing up, white women... Really, my source of insecurity was from white women commenting hmm. on my hair. Yeah, I agree. And, like, and then just like also touching it, explain it to my wife. I don't like being touched. Don't like, touch don't me. Don't touch me. You. Don't touch my that hair. That was always from younger white women for me. It was never yeah. the middle-aged white woman. No, never. I had I I would always catch looks from older white mm. women. I would catch words from younger white women. Yeah. It's the yeah. difference. Mm. I mean, frankly, I got some words from like some of my older family members when I went natural. I was called like Piccaninny in a joking way and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I feel like, like older black people always have those jokes, which I'm kind of like. I think they're getting over like, it now. But yeah, just. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm so used to it that I'm not going to like be mad. Yeah. If it's for my family. If it's from other people, I'm kind of like, don't don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. But if it's from my family, I'm like, okay, I, I can get deal it. with it. I'm the only one with the natural hair at the cookout. I get it. <laughs> Y'all wish. <laughs> my like my I think um like I wore natural hair to my well because I was natural, so of course I wore natural hair um to my my cousin's wedding and like me my I think me and my sister I don't know if we were the only ones with natural hair or whatever, but um. My cousin after that did the big chop and I was so surprised that she like went for it and I love her with short hair. I just like so it's like cool to see like Good how like how maybe like you being around more people with natural hair may make them like think about it like huh like maybe I should try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should try that. Um but the the second thing I was thinking about, which I know is I don't know if it's weird, but since I've gone natural, I've also gone approached by more women. In a in a hitting sexual, on? like yeah. in a hitting on way. Wow, really? that's not yeah. To me. I mean, I've, I think I was gonna say more actually, like more men. I mean, more men have like I think, but I've noticed more women have come that's, up to that's me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. I just like I'm kind of jealous. I've, yeah, I've never I've never <laughs> been hit on by a woman. I I think my my first I, the first time I was hit on by a woman when I was like 
I was in my teens and I went to a party with my sister at college and she pinned me to the wall and I was like, what wow. is that? That's aggressive. Whoa. It was very aggressive. And I was like, what is happening? I just wanted to like, I think I got like really shriveled and I just like wanted to like slink away because <laughs> I'm just, I'm just nervous around everyone. I don't even, I mean, at that age, I didn't even know how to talk to a guy. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. a woman approaching me was just a totally different experience. Now I'm just very used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm oh. Work. Okay. I was just, I was just wondering if that was only my experience. I, yeah. 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 I, think it's, I think it's happened to my sister too, but I, I think there's just something, uh, for whatever reason, maybe people associate more like just natural things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will like Sally say like when I did start getting more attention for my natural hair from guys, it did make me like want to embrace it more and like it more. Really? As sadly, because I mean, it's nice to be like, you're, you, you're like, someone's attracted to you because you're wearing your hair natural. I don't know. Maybe it is. A, it is a nice you know, feeling. Yeah. I shouldn't be proud of that, but I am. I'm trying to think of we're human comment yeah. on my natural hair. I get a lot of comments from women. I get I get comments from both. I get, I get comments from comments everyone. From women. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I mine's mostly sometimes. Men. Unless I'm just like drowning out every other. <laughs> All the women don't matter. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not. I don't think I am. But I just get so happy because I'm like, oh, because I, you know, like I said, it's a struggle. Up, yeah, growing mm-hmm. up, you think like, oh, no one's gonna be attracted to me if I wear this certain, if I wear a hair and an afro, whatever. So it's nice to be like kind of validated, like, oh, people will still find you attractive no matter how you wear your hair. Like if you wear your hair in a weave, braids. People like your hair in like what is it, Meek Mill braids? <laughs> you know what, what people are those? say that? the Meek Mill braids? Oh no, cornrows? Like the two little. Wait, you guys are never. Are you guys ever on Twitter when people? Who is Meek Mill? Meek? Did he used to date what? Nicki Minaj. You're joking, <laughs> right? Are you joking? I'm joking. Okay. Did he braids shave his hair? used to wear? No, it was like it, it was basically like cornrows. So people said Meek Mill braids because that's how you wear your hair under like the wig cap and stuff. Oh, because it was oh, like messy. That's, yeah, that's yeah. True. Cornrows. Yeah, but like the joke is Meek Mill braids. Y'all need to go on Twitter. I feel old. We're not with it. (laughs) Anyhow. (laughs) Let's move on to our next segment. I think that was like, did we get a solid chunk of talking? I think we got it. Yeah. If you got more questions, let us know. Right. And I feel like well, the next segments will also bring us back to this topic. So we'll still get deep into it. Yeah. But on to Rachel. Yay. It's my turn. Okay. So for mental health, um, I wanted to talk about childhood traumas and how it affects us as adults. And while doing research, I found an article on anxiety.org. And it's different types of abuse cause different problems. Past studies confirm that traumatic events during childhood can gravely affect psychological development and cause adult onset psychiatric disorders. Yet, few have focused on the effects of specific types of childhood abuse. The observations made in a study published in General Psychiatry, thank you. Oh, no, that's not, no, that's not a word, psychiatry is not a word. It's, it's like, wait, psychiatric? No. How do you spell Let me look at this word. <laughs> <laughs> you said Oh, it's psychiatry. Psychiatry. Is that a word? No, I don't. Anxiety.org. Anxiety.org. Get your shit together. Should I start over? No. No. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, um, what like what you go through, um, if you've been through a traumatic experience as a child, and you haven't dealt with it, it will definitely affect you 
as an adult. And I can say for myself that I have experienced some form of childhood trauma. And I want to come on here and talk to the listeners because I know there's someone listening who has experienced childhood trauma. And I know it's not easy talking to someone. So I want to first advise you to write it down, buy a journal and write down everything that's always been bothering you, everything that has happened to you. Then I want you to find a book and read up on, read up on the topic, whether it's mental, physical or, sexu- or sexual abuse. I want you to read about it. Um, I'm actually rereading a book that I bought a few years ago called called Emotional Resilience, Simple Truth for Dealing with the Unfinished Business of Your Past by David Viscott. And this book has helped me realize what I was feeling and why. And when you're ready, (laughs) I highly recommend speaking to a mental health counselor. It took me about four years after realizing the issues from my past is causing me anxiety, depression, stress, struggling with socializing and being myself that I finally took the steps to talk with the, with the counselor in January. Um. It's okay. I said I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> um, you can suppress your thoughts, um, your feelings, but you won't know how or when it will come up again. And as black women and men, it's time that we heal ourselves. It's time that we heal ourselves. And like, I don't want to raise a family with trauma that I, that I had in my past and bring it up to my family. Like, I don't want that for my future children. They don't deserve that. So in conclusion, I want you all to be free from your past. I want you all to heal. I want to heal. I'm still healing. And most importantly, give yourself to give yourself permission to heal, and always stay blessed. That was hey. so beautiful. That was beautiful. That was Very beautiful. beautiful. You can't <laughs> sorry. So cry. <laughs> we got so many emotions in this I podcast. Know. I love it though. Jeez, I love it. Just, just let it bring out the laughter, Lord, the Jesus. tears, all the stuff. I think that's a really important uh, topic though, because I think so many people don't deal with like issues that they're dealing with and then yeah, they like, don't realize yeah. that like they we wonder it. why we're feeling a certain way okay. and then it comes and also it like, comes up later on your life yeah and 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 i think you f- you also c- can forget or you forgot that you made yourself forget something yes. and then talking to someone yeah. you're like wow i pushed that to the mm-hmm. side and it's coming up and now i have to like deal with it deal with yeah. that and like re just like discover what happened yeah. and like be able to heal from that honestly i think that's why like this podcast is so important to all of us because i keep on hitting something sorry guys but because this is a topic us being kind of mislabeled in our childhood is something that i know affects all of us to this day of still kind of grappling with not feeling good enough because you were judged for your physicality and i think Personally, this is something that I still try to overcome to this day and figuring out my worth and what I like about myself and what I need to, you know, change for the better. And I just think that really working on all of the stuff from your childhood is important. 
to get through. No, yeah, sure. I definitely think this podcast is like a part of my healing process yeah. to yeah. like relive all of the stuff with you guys. And like, you guys will say something and like, I totally forgot something similar had happened to me in my childhood, but mm-hmm. I had like totally push that aside because yeah. I don't want to think about it anymore. And I think so yeah. many people like relate because mm-hmm. I cause hear so many comments and stuff be like, oh my, I didn't even think about that, but that's like a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. That's like, I definitely relate to that, which is important. But I think it's always important just like to kind of go off what Rachel said, like you don't want your future like children to be affected by this or like, I kind of always think like it's, it's like you said, it's not fair to them. Yeah. And it's also not fair to like a future partner you have, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm bringing all this when I could in fact heal myself and not bring that to like, you know, whatever. And I think that's a strong thing. I mean, obviously I'm biased. Cause I've only dated men, but I feel like men have like an issue of like not dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they bring it on you and you're like, bro, where did this come from? Yeah. Like you clearly got yeah. some issues with your daddy or something. Like it's but, crazy how that, yeah. How you can, you're not even aware like you think you fix something and then it pops yeah. up and mm-hmm. it kind of like you can not like project but yeah kind of push it on push someone. someone like yeah. your issues on someone yeah. else and it has nothing to do with and that even it's like so small things though like even like i know so many people like don't get over breakups they just like go back to back dating whoever and it's like y'all didn't really deal with the breakup so you're kind of like projecting that on like your partner now or your friends or whatever and it's like you know i know breakups are hard or small things are hard but like you kind of just gotta cry and deal with it Mm -hmm. and you're gonna get better because i just i think we're always so quick to be like oh let's just repress our feelings let's not talk about whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like that's not gonna help you it's not gonna help the people you're around so like we all need to just kind of like want to better ourselves yeah and that goes with everything like besides relationships i'm finding in my life especially like my professional life and my career I used to think that it was just as easy as internship job. And that's it. You're telling that's me. It. I did not realize that there are politics in it. I didn't realize that like literally your life is in the hands of someone else. And everything that you create in your life, unfortunately, has to do with the money that you get from that job that's in the hands of someone else. And if that's not taught to you at a, like a young age or like growing up, then once you realize it, once it hits you, like you mentally, you're not ready for that. Exactly. And it can really mess up with your, your mind and how you view yourself. It's like, am, am I worth like this amount of money? Am I worth mm-hmm. this um, you're, treatment? You're literally reduced to some yeah. weak yeah. number when you come out of college mm-hmm. and you're like, and you're like, well, yeah, I'm only worth 25K. Yeah, right. you're right. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Kia today that I got lowballed. We're totally going off topic. But <laughs> I just told Kia today that I found out through a union rep that I completely got lowballed when I started my job. And I was just so happy mm-hmm. to be in the door at this big company that I did not think I was good enough for. I did not expect. I just wanted to get a job at a little company that no one's ever heard of and make enough money to pay rent. Me too. And then I get a job at this big company and I'm just like, yes, ma'am, I'm happy to be in the door. You know, like I'm, I'm just excited to be there and just completely forget to establish boundaries and to figure out what my value is, what my worth is and what I want as a person. You know, it's, it's crazy. crazy I feel the same way. Yeah. It's crazy. And all of this stuff you need to establish when you're younger, but no one tells Tells you. you. No one tells you. And then you're in your 20s bumbling around like an idiot. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do any of this. And I'm juggling 
relationships with friends. I'm juggling having money for the first time. I'm juggling a relationship with myself. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think I'm just going to always, I always think about like future stuff with future kids. And I always think like, you know, I'm going to tell my kid this, or I'm going to teach my kid about this. Not that my parents didn't do an excellent job. They did. We can always like work on it and do better. And I think there's so many things that I'm like, I'm definitely going to teach my kid about like, uh, negotiating and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I, I was looking at today i was like yo i really live on i live by myself but mm-hmm. that's coming from like unemployment so shit i saw a number i was like i'm taking it <laughs> like i was like no i definitely live by myself like and then just thinking about like growing up thinking about like stuff like sexual identity and sex positive stuff and stuff like that but i'm like always like there's always a way we can better like the future generation yeah yeah definitely um we have a listener letter uh, which we can quickly go through. Um, busy dot slaying. Shout out to you. Yes. Thanks for commenting and listening. Shout out to Shanique. We went to elementary school together. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So. okay. Um, she said that her hair experience is kind of like what uh, Rachel, Kia, and myself uh, were talking about in the skin episode. Um, the only difference is that... Um, her, she's similar to Amari's skin tone with curly hair. Yeah, I I read that. But I actually think her hair experience is the most similar to Rachel's. To Rachel's and mine, maybe. Yeah, a I bit. think so. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I lost my place. Um, she said that in her country, she would have been called a coolie or a dukla on other islands. And what country is she from? I think she's gonna say that. She's from uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah, she because she said uh, her grand like of of Jamaican uh, heritage. Um, on other islands and here in the states, my hair gets described as good hair, which I find to not be a compliment at all. It's offensive because people look at me as a chocolate girl with an edge because of my hair. Because I have natural baby hairs and darker skin, it seems to me that people are so colorist even as they compliment me. It seems like they expect me to have more kinky of a texture just because of my darker skin. Ladies, I don't even know how to truly identify my skin. And that is a wonderful thing. It means it shouldn't even matter. Oftentimes, lighter skinned black people call me dark skin and people with darker skin or darker skin than mine call me brown skin. But to me, I have milky chocolate skin and it's dark in its own way with undertones of peach. So when people comment on my hair or that I'm pretty, I know they're fetishizing. They think I'm something special just because of my hair type. And that is cringeworthy. I will say thank you, but... I get a hint that you're shocked or surprised, I will dismiss you. Oh, sorry. If I get a hint that you're shocked or or surprised, I'll dismiss you. If you tell me my hair is good, I will tell you all healthy hair is good, sis or sir. I'm aware that my grandfather of my father's side is an Indo-Caribbean Jamaican. I just never understood why that was looked at as special. It's unique and interesting, but it doesn't set me apart from any other black woman. And I refuse to think that my features are exclusive to being mixed. I don't even identify as mixed because it's just the way uh, to be weird and separate ourselves, especially because I am darker skinned. You can't. 
-hmm. Ladies, you will get shot down if you're dark skinned and you claim you're mixed. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to hear other people say it to you in ways that make you feel uncomfortable, like you're lucky to have your features, features that pure black people have in Africa, features that anyone uh, can have, whether they're mixed or not. And then she said, sorry, I write so much, but I'm so passionate about these things. Love it. Uh, Yeah, I appreciated uh, that message. Just from my own hair journey, it was weird going from people commenting on how weird my hair texture was and how like weird it looked to when it went natural to people commenting on like how much they loved my texture and like asking me if I was like, what, like, are you mixed with? Because you're dark, but like your hair is telling a different story. And I'm like... I'm Caribbean. We're all mixed with something, but I'm still black. I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, my mom's grandfather was like from wherever he was from and like some Irish over here. Like, I don't really, you don't see me, you don't see that in me. So I'm not going to, I'm honestly not going to like acknowledge that. Yeah. But it all goes back to like the definition of like, what is good hair? Yeah. Well, gave you guys a lot to chew on. (laughs) Uh, especially in this last what 20 minutes or so yeah we came hard um well thank you guys so much for listening hit us up on all of our socials at so-called oreos dm us like our pictures comment say hello if you see us on the street if if you know what we look like i don't if you're in New York. Yeah, we're in New York. <laughs> also, please, please subscribe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Subscribe. 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 Spotify, anything. Please, please. Because that really helps. And, and comment. Yeah. And leave five stars. Leave, leave a review. Yeah. And if you want to partner with us, if you want to sponsor us, we're open. If you want to contact other sponsors for us, please do that too. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> shoot your shot because you're successful and you're single and yeah. You're above six foot, please. I ain't that picky. Shoot your shot. Do it all. Yes, do it all. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'll talk to you next time, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.